Live from New York, it is Daily Crypto News for Friday, August 18, 2023. If you are like me or you were walking through the park yesterday and you got an alert on your phone, some notification that Bitcoin plummeted to $25,600. I don't know what I said yesterday the price was, but the price when we did the Daily News only a couple of hours before was $28,500 or something like that. Well, in that time, around $1.04 billion in positions were wiped out, or $836 million in longs, and $205 million in shorts. Well, just a little bit after it plummeted to 25.6, it bounced back to 26.5. I'll tell you what it is later in daily crypto prices. Got an email yesterday from BlockFi. It said, Dear Matthew, you've been identified as an eligible client to begin with drawing digital assets from your BlockFi wallet account. I don't think I have anything in a BlockFi wallet account, but this news is now for anybody who's listening that does have money or digital assets in their BlockFi wallet account. They continue to say, as authorized by the court in the wallet order, at this time, eligible clients in the United States-based BlockFi wallet accounts, holders who did not withdraw or transfer more than $7,575 worth of digital assets from their BlockFi interest account on or after November 2nd, and in people who did not hold any trade-only assets in their wallet at the time of the platform pause on November 10th of 2022, can start withdrawing money from their BlockFi wallet account. So if that is you, get your money out, please. This is good news. Sarcastic. That's sarcastic talk that I'm saying right now. Due to the introduction of artificial intelligence and automation, a new report from IBM explains that roughly 1.4 billion people will be affected. In fact, 40% of workers will need new job skills over the next three years, according to the survey of thousands of C-Street executives. The IBM report draws on two prior studies. One looked into a survey of 3,000 C-suite executives across 28 countries, and the other assessed 21,000 workers in 22 nations. So, in summary, there's a prediction of 1.4 billion jobs being displaced in the next three years. I don't believe that this is going to be a 40% you know, displacement. I don't believe that. But even if we take the 40% at face value and we have to say half or around 700 million jobs would need to have new skills in three years, that's still massive. Finn D. Gods, the co-founder of D Labs, and obviously does the D Gods NFTs and Utes, said on Wednesday that they would step away from the company after nearly two years. Finn tweeted this. After co-founding D Gods almost two years ago, in a small apartment with a few friends, it's finally time for me to move on to the next chapter. I'm forever grateful for this community, all the memories, lessons and the amazing friends and teammates i've had the privilege to work with on this journey both teams at d labs and dust labs are comprised with the most talented people i've worked with and i can assure you that you will be always in good hands my departure has nothing to do with recent events as i've begun transition out of the company in early july i'm still bullish on d gods and utes and always will have a special place in my heart for the community excited to see what's coming next d gods co-founder frank told Decrypt that the disclosure, this disclosure, seems like it wasn't ideal in his view, but there are no hard feelings. Frank said in quote, it was something that happened a few months ago. Finn just wasn't the right skill set for the company. He just didn't scale with the growth of the project. It's all love. I think it was tone deaf posting it yesterday, but that's all it is. And this is in the wake of D-God's value just plummeting, plummeting. A lot of people in the community says that the leadership was just wrong, that the plummet in price, the floor price is going down, is because that they just aren't forward thinking about how to leverage D-Guides, the NFT, the brand, 
into a valuable company, something like Board API Club did. Even though Board API Club lost a shit ton of money in themselves, people think that D Guys is a very valuable brand and IP. So we'll see what the new leadership does. This should have been an Asia focus that's coming up in a little bit, but uh, we kind of missed this one. This is breaking news that Taiwan has proposed adding a new business category in relevant regulations, which may enable cryptocurrency-related companies to establish industry associations. This move is aimed at fostering the development of self-regulatory guidelines. Taiwan, in the past and will in the future, has required and will require virtual asset server providers to comply with its anti-money laundering laws. Since the Financial Supervisory Commission introduced the anti-money laundering rules in July of 2021, otherwise industry remains pretty much unregulated. By setting up an industry association, firms can now come up with their self-regulatory, self-supervisory rules. Now, I lived in, as you know, lived in Taiwan from 2017 to 2019. I think you know things are starting to get a little fuzzy, and Taiwan has always been really bullish on industries moving to Taiwan, especially crypto. They wanted to set up sandboxes. They're all talking about Web three. They were really making a big push, but I almost feel like it's only branding and marketing and PR because I don't really see much coming out of Taiwan. I don't see a lot of companies really going to Taiwan and then really trying to attract the companies. More so, saying, "Hey, you can come here," but I don't know what's actually happening and what's developing in Taiwan. And maybe it's just because I'm biased with the news that I read, and there's a lot going on in Taiwan, but I haven't seen much. Anyway, if you know what's going on in Taiwan. Let me know. Bookings at todayweb3.com. I just told you about BlockFi. Well, now I'm going to tell you about Celsius. Celsius is planning to hold a vote as it plans to sell its assets to the Fahrenheit Consortium, and this is after a judge on Thursday approved disclosures that suggested creditors can expect to recover around 67 to 85 percent of hodlings between August 24th and September 22nd of this year. Returns for creditors could range from anywhere from 67 percent, like I said, to 85.6 percent. For those who participated in Celsius borrowing program, now that's comparing to just 47% for liquidation of assets. So long story short, if you're participating in the Earn program and you only take a 15% haircut, consider yourself the luckiest person on earth. Even if it's a 33% haircut, it's not that bad. So, especially since there probably is a bull in the future, we don't know when. But if you take that 33% haircut, take your money, reinvest it. Obviously, this is not financial advice. Reinvest it, and we see any kind of upside, you're going to be very happy. So, consider this a blessing. And finally, Coinbase today announced that it will suspend trading for three popular stablecoins in Canada, and that's going to be USDT, Tether, Rye, and Dai. The trading suspension will not affect customers' access to Rye, Dai, and USDT. Which will remain available for deposits and withdrawals functionally after trading suspension. Now let's pass it over to Sarah for Asia Focus. Thank you, Matthew. Sarah here, aka JK Remote. Welcome back to Asia Focus, a weekly section of daily crypto news. According to Decrypt and many other news sources, the Anti-Cybercrime Department of the Philippine National Police Force warned citizens on 16th against "quote unquote." Cryptocurrency gaming schemes and so-called play-to-earn games. The note warns, quote unquote, because operators do not usually have to comply with certain standards, such as anti-money laundering, which can increase the risk of fraud. Using one particular example of risk, the statement mentions victims being lured by fake rewards or fraudulent, custom-created gaming apps. This news, at first glance, may sound like just another news from just another country to warn crypto scams. 
However, the warning from the Philippines authorities has been going on for a while. On May 7th, local media in the Philippines reported that the Philippine National Police has rescued 1,090 people from several Asian nations who were trafficked into the country. Trafficking victims were often tricked or coerced into promoting scam crypto investments. Scary, huh? On the flip side, we can easily imagine how this was all possible, given that the Philippines was the home ground for the major growth of, for example, Axie Infinity. Through so-called scholarships, essentially profit-sharing systems where players are charged a percentage of their earnings, at some point in the crypto space, there was a huge influx of Filipino communities, not through Bitcoin, but through Axie. I guess now there's a lull after the upgrade in 2022 and the hack in 2023, resulting in the price of 0.15 cents of SLP as of today. Well... Apart from the price actions of all the cryptocurrencies, I mean, any cryptocurrencies for that matter, you really have to stay safe out there. Do your research. Nothing that looks too good to be true is probably so good and true. Next up, Polygon. Oh, Polygon. Polygon Labs has finally landed in Korea too. Yesterday, it just announced that they've entered into a partnership with SK Telecom. SK Telecom is one of the major players in mobile giants, oligopoly, in South Korea. Their partnership is primarily aiming to find and incubate promising startups in the Web3 space. They did not mention if that's for Polygon to find Korean startups or SK Telecom to find non-Korean startups. And the announcement said wallet, but I can't seem to think of anything specific that SK Telecom would be open to doing with a crypto wallet. The mobile giants in Korea are just too far away from anything blockchain. The very first wallet made by major tech giants, if I can call it Kakao or rather Clayton that, in Korea, Clip is barely surviving. I don't particularly like or dislike Polygon out of so many blockchain solutions in this space. Honestly, I lost track of the Polygon's technical footsteps after their launch of Polygon ZKEVM, the Polygon 2.0. Anyways, what I found interesting from this and a million different but similar news I saw about Polygon over this year and a half is that Polygon must have a freaking amazing BD team. Polygon has secured so many noticeable partnerships over these years. To name a few, Mercedes-Benz, Disney, Meta, Nike, Starbucks, Reddit, and many, many more. It's not just any Web3 brands, but they are really impactful brands. We haven't seen anything major to mark the greatest leap in the crypto history kind of action plans from these partnerships just yet. But I do admire the strategy of Polygon Labs to stand out to be the blockchain solution, if you will. I'm interested to see the next move and how all these partnerships all pan out in the long term. Another week, another stable coin news. Yay. All right. This time it's a little bit different. The Monetary Authority of Singapore, MAS, 
unveiled the stablecoin regulatory framework. Under the new rules, we want their fiat-packed tokens to be labeled as quote-unquote MAS regulated, and the issuers will have to meet certain requirements. The financial authorities also pointed out that the framework will apply to single currency stablecoins, SCS, packed to the Singaporean dollar or any G10 currencies. The interesting parts aside from the highlighted requirements on value stability and redemption were capital and disclosure. Capital. Issuers will be obliged to maintain minimum base capital and liquid assets to limit insolvency risks. And followed by disclosure, they must appropriately disclosure to users information about the implemented value stabilizing mechanism, the rights of stablecoin holders, as well as the results from audits of reserve assets. Of course, there are more details to be checked on. For example, what kind of ways to limit insolvency risks? What kind of value stabilizing mechanism issuers should take? What kind of audit you are looking here, etc. But I'd be comfortable enough to say that it checked all the boxes of what I need or want to know about stablecoin issuers. The distrust in stablecoin issuers usually comes from transparency and accountability because it plays such a big role in the crypto industry. We do heavily rely on stablecoins in a day-to-day basis, and yet there is not really a well-clarified way to understand its reserves or corporate structure. At the end of the day, the stablecoin issuers are also a company that needs to make profit and invested by other companies, not necessarily crypto companies, but also by crypto companies in this uncharted territory. That being said, even just as a case study, I think it's worth checking this regulatory framework by Singaporean MAS. I hope we can learn something because we need regulations. All right, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And the time is 11.14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The fear greed index is at 37, so we're pretty fearful, obviously, because of what happened yesterday. My prediction is that we're going to you know, slowly move up to around the 27, 28,000, and we're still going to go sideways. Remember, bouncing between 27, 28, 29,000 is really is not any difference between moving sideways. I still think we're going to keep neutral until we have some major news about either the ETF or just major breaking news in general. But for now, we're a little bit fearful because of what happened yesterday. Bitcoin sitting at $26,140, down 8% in 24, or 11 in 7. Ethereum's at $1,671, down 5.7% in 24, or 9.5% in 7. Teller's number three, Binance is at 217, down 5.1% in 24, or 9.6% in 7. And the big winner today is XRP, which is at 50.7 cents, down 13% in 24, or 19.5% in 7. Running off the top 10, we have USDC, Cardano, Solana, Doge, and Tron. All bleeding red. The total market cap has crashed 6.5% in 24. It's sitting at $1.05 trillion. We have a Bitcoin dominance of 48.2 and an ETH dominance of 19%. And that was our show today. I hope you have a great weekend. And until Monday, happy hodling, everyone.